Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Here's the first theme. We'll do the baseball here, get out of the way. The first theme that's important, if the Mets two starters, Scherzer and DeGrom, if they can piggyback one another and stay healthy, and I'm not despite, I'm not disputing the fact that that's an if, and, you know, DeGrom, you know, has, you know, I know Gary Cohen's putting him in the Hall of Fame again. Gary has a tendency to do that. He retired the first 17 yesterday. He puts him in the Koufax level, but then he pitches 100 innings a year. But uh, if, if, in fact, DeGrom stays healthy, all right, and can make a start every fifth day, and you know they, you know, uses bullets accordingly. They kind of have a big lead, and so they don't have to go crazy in September. And same with Scherzer. But if those two are ready to go in October, they have a hell of a chance to win the pennant. And I will make the prediction right now. I think they will. If those two, I don't care how many games the Dodgers win, they've won 30 of 35. If the Mets can stay healthy with the two starters, and I don't care who pitches game three in a short series or even game four, they have a lot of possibilities. They have Carrasco and Bassett and Taiwan Walker. They'll figure somebody out. But if those two can stay healthy, I think those. I think that team uh, could very well uh, win the pennant. Uh, the Dodgers are an excellent team. they got a great offense, but, they, but the Dodgers in a big series are going to throw Gonzalez and Tyler Anderson at you with Kimbrough trying to, dear life, get three outs in the ninth. Now, it might be Blake Trinan by that point. They might figure that I got to get off Kimbrough. They can't let Kimbrough blow a pennant for him. But I really do think that the Mets have a hell of a chance to win a pennant. That's the, that's the first thing that I wanted to get across here. The second thing I wanted to get across with the baseball, and it's uh, I was a no doubt about it. I mean, the, the Padres, you know, Soto... I don't care who they had to give up. Soto was there for the taking. They they had to go out there and make that trade. I mean, that's just all there is to it. Whether they can re-sign him uh, in a year or two, who knows? I know that Steve Phillips did 36 seconds with uh, Dusty and Danny on Tuesday to break down the trade. But, I mean, uh, the idea, if if in fact, um, we'll worry about, or the Padres will worry about where they stand with Soto in a couple of seasons. They'll have at least the end of this year and next year, and then they can figure out what they want to do in winner of 2023 you know that's a great place to play maybe uh, he'll fall in love with it maybe even Boris will come down to earth a little bit and not realize uh, you know maybe 450 from the Padres might be a little better off than 481 from you know some other team like the Cubs who knows but that's not for that discussion right now uh, he did tell the ESPN crew last night that I'm looking forward to the next couple of years in San Diego which made you think that he was not necessarily going to make a big commitment to him, but regardless of all that, uh, the Padres are going to have to understand they did not last year and it caught him in the rear end and bit him in the ass. They're going to have to understand that, you know, eventually you can bring in all the players you want, Machado, Hosmer, Tatis. here's Blake Snell, let's try for Darvish, let's give Musgrove $100 million, okay, trade for Josh Hader. They can do all, you know, they can make the move to get Adam Frazier from the Pirates, the second baseman, and they can do anything they want. And they have been very active, and give them credit for that. They've tried. They can be very active. The GM and the front office has been, you know, uh, they've been proactive. They've gone out there and they've tried to fill the, uh, you know, fill the, fill the, fill the blanks, so to speak close up the the holes. They've done a great job at that. But it's time now for the Padres as a team. They can't blame it on the front office. The ownership has stepped up. 
Now, I don't want to hear about the manager. You got the guy fired from last year. You've collapsed. It's time now for that ball club, uh, for those players to step up and do something. They've lost 17 of 19 of the Dodgers. They were annihilated this weekend in L.A. They were laughed at all over the place. They can sit there as Machado sit. It's a long season. Plenty of time to get ourselves together you know we get more cracks at the Dodgers later on listen you cannot go to LA for the weekend four days after you made a huge trade or three days after you made a huge trade to get Soto and then you get jewelry from the Reds and everything you do and then go there and basically get destroyed they've been outscored 55 to 18 in the games against the Dodgers this year they've won one game in Dodgers Stadium the Dodgers are 35 and 5 uh, I'm sorry 30 and 5 in their last 35 games a lot of those wins come, come against San Diego. The Padres are 15 and a half games out. They're going to get Atlanta in the first round, all in Atlanta, which is not going to be easy. Uh, it's about time the Padres stand up and say, you know what? They've given it. They signed Tatis. They tra- they signed Machado. They got Hosmer out of here. They made a deal to get Josh Bell and Soto. They've done. The organization has done anything. It's time now us as players go out there and make them look good. And they have. They did not do it last year. They were a disaster. They were an embarrassment. Smith. They won 78 games and fired the skipper. And, you know, I don't like what I've seen here in the last possible weekend. I watched some of the games this weekend. They were a no-show at Chavez Ravine. And that's embarrassing for that franchise. And that's a franchise that has never won a thing in its life. Uh, you know, its biggest star is Gwynn, and he was a great Padre, but it's not like they're littered with Mickey Mantles uh, on their, uh, you know, on their resumes over the last 60, 70 years. You know, they have been to what? One World Series, and they got annihilated by the Yankees in 98. It's not like oh, they've been to two World Series, and in the two World Series, they won one game. They've lost eight of nine. Now, the Tigers were good in 84, but they got killed. They got destroyed by the Yanks 14 years later. Gwynn was in both World Series. It's about time that the Padres sit there and say, you know what? You know, enough. We got to go out there and, and, and act tough and be a big and be a, and be on a big man street and go out there and, uh, you know what, not get cuffed around by teams in our division or anywhere else. We got to go out there and we got to win. And this is a franchise that has not won forever. And that was an embarrassment this weekend. Embarrassment. And, you know, they, they forget the division. I mean, they're going to be playing three road games in that first round. And San Diego does not have great pitching. They have good pitching, but they don't have great pitching because nobody's going to uh, be. T- nobody's going to tell me that Clevenger, Darvish, who's got a history of bad postseason pitching, uh, and I don't trust Darvish at the life uh, under any circumstances, but Darvish, Clevenger, uh, you know, Musgrove, these guys uh, have never on a big stage won big games. And it's about time San Diego does. That was my first impression. Hey, listen, nobody can argue with the Soto trade. I don't care who they gave up. You get Juan Soto for two and a half years uh, and three pennant races, uh, poss- quite possibly, you got to make that trade. So, I mean, that's a no-brainer. Uh, now, listen, Listen, uh, I think that the writers have conven- the, the writers who want to compare him to Ted Williams and Babe Ruth, they have conveniently forgotten that this year he's hitting 250 with 20 homers. Uh, so, I mean, it's not like, you know, they bring up the on-base and the walks and this. Now, nah, bottom line is he's hitting 250 with 21 home runs. So, he has not been, you know, he was in a bad situation in Washington, so you got to give him you got to give him a break on that. But, I mean, listen, and he's a hell of a player. We all know he's a hell of a hitter. He's great, perfect, knows the strike zone the whole nine yards, but I mean, they have put, at 23 years of age, they have put Soto up with some of the all-time greats in the sport, and I know that he's been great
great like Williams was, Ruth was at this young age. But I'm not ready to go quite that far yet. Uh, but we shall see now what he does with San Diego because the all eyes will be on him. But that's the second thing I wanted to bring up with baseball. And then the third thing I wanted to bring up is the Yankees, who have lost five in a row now, who have not played well for a period of time. They lost two games at City Field against the Mets. Cole has a tendency never to go out there in a big spot and get the job done for the Yankees. Uh, you know, the Yankees avoided against avoided him against the Mets in uh, two games. They did not want to have anything to do with New York. And he didn't pitch in that two-game series. He easily could have, and they avoided it. Uh, you know, uh, he was terrible last year in a playoff game. He's had five starts this year, and he's given up five runs or more. He got annihilated by Seattle last Wednesday. He gave up six runs in the first inning. Cole's no sure bet. And uh, they need Garrett Cole to be that if they're going to win the pennant in 2022 because Verlander is a sure bet. All right, Verlander and and, and and Valdez and all those pitchers and McCullers who throws his glove out in the mound and he kills the Yankees. I mean, Houston's better than the Yankees. They have been historically. They have been this year. They're a better team. And for the Yankees to sort of overcome that, they're going to need a guy like Cole to go out there and match Verlander bullet for bullet, zero for zero. That's what they're going to need to do. And for once, I'd like to have Aaron Boone. And, you know, I mean, you know, Aaron Hicks goes 0 for 80, and he makes it sound like he's hit 80 line drives, not getting a hit. Could once in his life he sit there and say, and, and, and you know, yeah, we stink right now. We haven't hit in a clutch. We strike out too much. Our bullpen's this. This is. Can you once be, can you come clean with the Yankee fan and stop making excuses? You know, well, Judge struck out because the strike zone was lousy, you know? We got a bunch of savages. A judge can't strike out. You know, he's defending Hicks left and right. You know, Gallo's going to be great when he gets to L.A. Ah, enough. I, I, I Cole, you know, he got bombed by Seattle. You know, Garrett Cole, that great stuff. He had one bad inning. Bad inning. He was down 6 nothing after the first inning. Bad inning. I don't care what he does the next six innings. Game's over. It's over. To the Yankees. We can, you know what? Here's what I'll say. At the bottom of the hour, as we get ready, uh, as I uh, writing my thank you note to Raj, and I make sure that um, I get your calls in. Here's what I would say: Right now, the Mets have a better chance to be playing October 30th. If you're watching Bills Packers that night, the Yankees uh, than than the Yankees do. That's correct. The Mets, I think, are more definitive for a World Series berth than the Yankees. And the National League's got three, and the National League's harder because the Braves are dangerous, the Dodgers are the Dodgers. American League's got one team. And the Yankees, I think, are more apt to get picked off than the Mets. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. 